Good start. Good, good day, good evening, good it's night, okay. and good morning. We have started already. And welcome to another it's exciting right. episode of Reels Tennis Podcast. We have been away bad. We have been far away. We have been delinquent. <laughs> there is We've no been need in a fucking to pandemic. drag us. <laughs> we put out two po- podcasts in a pandemic, Janine. That is not an excuse. What she's trying oh to do. Oh my gosh, is that though. how many we did? <laughs> no, he no, means like we, we did two no, podcasts. We did two the different tennis, podcasts. We, pod. we had a magic podcast and we had a real podcast. So don't. We ain't don't... done shit in a long time. Okay. <laughs> That's on you, Janina. That's always on you. Yes, it but is. Before... I will take full responsibility. Good. So, Maya, please DM her directly. Don't tag do me. Not. Don't try to drag me out in the Twitter streets, Maya. Don't do that. <laughs> So we are back, and as always, you see, you know what the rule is: whenever we are away, tennis goes to shit. So we need to, <laughs> to save tennis. <laughs> we need to have a regular podcast, okay? Uh, Even if Jesus. we just come on just to say, "Hey, the world is still going on in the pandemic, and tennis is still around playing." We need to do that. But before All I right. go any further, let me introduce my co hostesses with the mostesses and of course people yes we're going to get to what you think we're about to get to if you saw the thumbnail you know exactly what we're going to talk about let me introduce Andreen from Sony Soli Tennis Travel see we haven't done this in a long time I forgot girl where you from hey girl hey hey how are you I am okay and we have Janina from Farn Ohio hi it's very cold here Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna put some pepper in our steps, ladies. I don't like this. <laughs> you know what? Everything energy. is great. I have managed to stay COVID free. That's me knocking on wood. So yeah, things well, are good. Good. And today, because we have so much crazy shit to talk about, and we brought back our lovely guest Pablo. I know you all love his sexy English accent, which, you know, I would write a thesis on how, you know, English people can say any crazy shit they want to, you know. And it just sounds um, good. Maybe, you know, I don't want to get out crazy, but, you know, maybe some dictators should have been English and, you know, they would have taken over the world. Just saying, Napoleon should have got an English accent instead. <laughs> we have Pablo with us this evening. What's going on, Pablo? Good evening. And nice to join you again. Um, it's a little wet in London, but then it's always wet in London. That's not you, right? You're not wet. Just the weather. <laughs> We're talking about the weather, Pablo, right? We're talking uh, about the weather. As just just a little bit of me is wet. But we'll get to that later. I'm going to cut it out. Right <laughs> no, we will not get to that later, Pablo. This is a children's family hour, okay? And exactly. as I said, Maya oh, tells us not to cuss, so we won't. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, because Maya listened to us as she's cleaning with her daughter. And, you know. Mm-hmm. I want her daughter to do chores. No, sorry, Reels. You mean you mean Maya listens to us while her daughter's cleaning, yeah? <laughs> well, I that mean, that don't right. happen if Maya's listening to us. Well, yes, that's how I tell her to set it up. And, of course, we have Reels, the homosexual of the podcast. And, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have been, I've been instructed from the powers on B, which is on a dream. That we have to keep this a nice, sexy hour. And Janine is already complaining about sleeping. And I have to confirm <laughs> Pablo is a vampire. Because I do not know when Pablo sleeps. <laughs> so. Pablo doesn't sleep. <laughs> no, I, I, I go all night. Uh, wow. 
<laughs> Look out, boys of London, okay? Oh, shit. So, yes. Yeah, so we came back, you know, upon special requests. You know, we've been trying to do, you know, podcasts before, you know, but things can align. You know, a lot of things happen, you know. Unfortunately, the world still continues beyond our podcast. You know, I know, I know. It's crazy, you know, that anything could be more important than a podcast. But so we decided to kick things off. Well, we didn't kick things off. Nolly decided to kick things off <laughs> for us this year with oh, Lord. a shit show and a half. Yeah, this is not how we anticipated starting uh, our mm-mm, eighth mm-mm. season. It's our eighth season. Although I, I celebrate it. I feel like this is exactly what the pandemic deserves. So let's 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 just let's kick it off right in. off. Let's jump right in. We're gonna yes. we're gonna hand it over to Pablo. So Pablo yes. can give us a quick Pablo did a nice PDF file, people. Yes. Nice PDF file. If y'all ever want Pablo you. on your research team, I am available to he um, is that out. man in the team. To, there will I, be a fee. To pimp me Pablo. out. Yep. Pablo is giving out handouts. Okay, people, there are handouts. All right, let's go. Let's, let's go, go, Pablo. Start Take it. it away, Pablo. Okay, class. Uh, <laughs> let's um. Okay, let's let's kind of contextualize this from more or less the beginning of of this uh, Djokovic pandemic. First of October last year, the Victoria government announces that all athletes need to be at least double jabbed. Um, if they want to avoid that 14 day strict quarantine when they come for the Australian Open and they have to be double jabbed by the 30th of November. The Tennis Australia sets a deadline of 10th of December for medical exemption applications. By that time, by his own admission and his affidavit to the court, Djokovic has not applied yet for a medical exemption. That doesn't rule him out, of course, because we know what then unfolds. Now. Interestingly, we come to the 14th of December and from social media postings and everything, Novak is seen at a basketball match in Belgrade. And at this basketball match or after this basketball match, a lot of people are reported to have contracted COVID. So if we follow the official line, it's possible he may have got it there. But another interesting point about the 14th of December that has been maybe sort of brushed over a little bit is that the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation, ATAGI, ATAGI, they publish an update to their document on what constitutes fully vaccinated status. And in uh, we'll come back to this, but effectively they say, if you have had a recent, that is, within the last six months, positive PCR-confirmed COVID infection, you can receive a temporary exemption due to any acute major illness, medical illness, you may have suffered since you had that confirmed test. So this isn't a blanket if you've had a recent COVID positive, you get an exemption. There are strings attached. And this is important because this is the basis that Djokovic's legal team had originally based their application to the immigration courts. Let's move forward a little bit to the really important day of the 16th of December. According to the court documents, this is when Novak tested positive through a PCR test, which he submitted himself to at one o'clock roughly in the afternoon. 
and because they expressed the analysis of it to the lab, it, he got it back at eight o'clock that evening. What has not been explained, and which we will come on to later on, because we think this is a critical question, is why he had a PCR test on the 16th of December. Roll on the 17th of December, Novak's at an award ceremony for the Tennis Association of, Association of Belgrade. And there are social media posts that, that, that support that. Um, later that day, he's seen presenting awards to children, etc., etc., and he's not wearing a mask, nor is anybody in the pictures that have been on social media. We come to the 18th of December. He has a photo shoot with L'Equipe, the French sports magazine newspaper. And L'Equipe report that he turned up. He, he did wear a mask during an interview, but not for the rest of the photo shoot. And we've seen pictures of him cavorting against a backdrop with a, a large trophy. Now, we move to the 22nd of December, an important date because this is when Novak says he had a negative PCR test, which was submitted in his court papers as well. We just note here that Serbian COVID regulations require a full 14-day isolation period from the time you're identified as having contracted COVID. And that would have ended on the 30th of December. So we're not even at the end of his mandatory isolation period. On the 25th, he's again through social media, he's seen in the streets of Belgrade doing some sort of fan tennis uh, activity. And he's also seen posing with a, a professional handball player from Serbia. Now, in his affidavit to the court, Novak says on the 30th of December, he states that TA had provided me with a temporary medical exemption from COVID vaccination, which was valid until the 16th of May 2022, on the grounds that I had recently recovered from COVID. And he says, further in the affidavit, which is important. I have at all times understood that I am entitled to medical exemption granted to me based on my recent COVID infection. And this was consistent with Australian government entry requirements. He did not verify that he had actually met the federal border entry standards, but assumed that Tennis Australia exemption would meet that bar. The next time we see Novak on social media, he's in Soto Grande at, a ten, at the Tennis Academy there, which is near Marbella in Spain, and that's on the 31st of December. And there are several reports on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook of him training in anticipation of him competing in the Australian Open. The 4th of January, he posts his exemption permission statement on Instagram. But he also adds that he spent the holidays with family and friends, so not in quarantine. He departs Spain and he travels to Melbourne via Dubai. As he is in mid-flight, the federal government have probably worked out that there is an issue with his papers and they ask the Victoria state government if they want to sponsor Djokovic based on the non-medical exemption permissions that are available to territories, states, and the federal government if they want to bring people into Australia who don't meet the fully vaccinated definition. The Victorian government decline and say that they're not getting involved in this. If any 
entity is to grant him a non-medical exemption than it would be the federal government. So that goes nowhere. He lands on the 5th of January at 11.30 in the evening. And this is where he's quizzed by border officials and his visa is cancelled uh, after he confirms that he's not vaccinated and they determine that he doesn't meet the federal bar for entry to Australia as an unvaccinated individual without doing the mandatory quarantine period of 14 days. There are also other issues with his paperwork that has come to light subsequently, particularly his travel entry form, where he says he hasn't, where he notes that he hasn't travelled in the past 14 days. But we know that's not the case because we've seen him travel from, from Serbia to Spain. And even if he didn't fill out that form, he's still liable for it and still responsible for it. Um, and he actually tells in his affidavit, he states that he told them he'd filled it out correctly. Um, we're told now it hasn't been confirmed by the federal government that they're investigating this as possible misinformation and, and perhaps grounds again to look at, at rescinding his, his visa. Anyway, on that day at 7.42, his visa is cancelled and he's informed about it. Now, this is important. We'll get into it maybe later on when we look at how the court ruled on this. But effectively, what happens at 7.42 is he's presented with a form that says, we don't think you've met the standards. We are cancelling your entry visa. He had earlier, in the, in the early hours of that morning, been offered extra time to consult with others at 8.30 in the morning when he expected people to be up and able to answer the phone and, and support him. This was agreed to by the border officials and then it was withdrawn. And the basis for them withdrawing is that they said, um, actually, they can't help you until we cancel your visa. They can't come in here and start advising you whilst we're questioning you neither Tennis Australia or your lawyers. They can only act once you your visa has been cancelled, if we cancel it. And this was explained in detail according to uh, the affidavits that were given to the court. Anyway, that was the basis, the fact that he was denied this due process and his visa cancelled before 8.30 uh, is the basis that the judge used to rule for his application in the immigration court and against the federal government or the minister. Anyway, that day he gets taken to the detention hotel that we've all become familiar with, which is uh, housing a number of, of asylum seekers, some of who've been there or been in the status of asylum for nine years or so. Um, and he breaks his silence on the 7th of January, thanking everybody um, etc. It's also that day that his requests for his own chef and to change his accommodation and have his own food, etc., etc., and, and, and a tennis court to practice on it declined. Now, the government confirms on the 7th as well that there are two other people who use the same medical exemption and they are pursuing them, I think was the terminology used. One of them was an official who read read the room and did a runner basically managed to get out of australia before they were deported the other person was a 
a double specialist on the WTA, Renata Vorachkova. Vorachkova uh, was actually ended up being deported, and it was reported that um, it was unfair that because Vorachkova didn't have the financial resources to challenge um, her deportation, um, th this was extremely unfair, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That it turns out is not the case. And we may come on to it later on, but while she was actually detained and taken to the same hotel as Novak and questioned by the Australian border force and Tennis Australia and Tennis Australia lawyers were present, according to Varachkova, um, and she didn't know what was going on. She didn't understand the process. She deferred to Tennis Australia. And after she'd been told that her visa was being withdrawn and cancelled, no one advised her that she could appeal it. Nobody from Tennis Australia pointed her in the direction saying you can go to the court, etc., etc. So I think there's an issue there that needs to be cleared up. It is secondary to what we're talking about today. But she was deported. The next big event, I think, is on Monday the 10th, when the case begins in the the court and um, after much teething problems we were able to follow it to a certain point um, I think we can get into the details of that later but I think guys this kind of gives the background to where we are in terms of events so I guess um, and now that we have that background and we're sort of caught up where now are we what are we waiting for Right now, we're all waiting for what to be known because Djokovic is on, is at Tennis Australia. He's on Rod Laver practicing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. What well, are there, we waiting to hear? There are two things. Either he gets deported or he stays. Um, if he's going to be deported, then the minister for, effectively the minister for immigration will have to decide either to deport him based on rescinding his visa again or deport him because in the old terminology he's a public menace he his his presence in victoria is not constructive to good public order maybe because he's a health risk maybe because he's shown signs that um he might be a spreader or, or something or whatever but they they have that um, option and it also the option that maybe because he lied on his some of his documentation um, that he's not a trustworthy individual and he has the discretion to to have him removed and deported effectively and that's what he's sitting on at the moment I mean it seems first I mean frankly it all seems a little bit strange that we're still waiting for this. The judge made its decision that the, his visa is not rescinded. So he now has a visa to enter the country. So he's here mm -hmm. legally, right? For all for all for all of us to understand basically. Um I I I'm not sure that's entirely true. He's here because he he was not given due process. Yeah, I know. The the, the so, issue of whether he's here on a legal visa the federal government would say, no, he's not. That's why we cancelled it. He's not fully vaccinated and he doesn't qualify for any of the medical and non-medical exemption permissions. So uh, technically he's in some limbo, I, I, I would say. Okay. 
Um, but it's up to Pablo, them whether they pursue it or not. Pablo, let me just first of all say thank you. Your spread your PDF file, um, and the way in which you break it down was commendable. I know I would have been pissed saying it all out loud. So I appreciate you know your sobering and common dulcet tones, as they would say for NPR. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm sure the ladies and then all the Bridgerton fans appreciate it. But Bridgerton. you know, um well um, you know, that's for the people for the young people for internet who invented 2011. You know, the old fans will be like Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> you know. Thanks. Um the Dick the Dickensian um but the Colin I mean, Perth era. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, oh, God. I just want to say, you know. This is all, you know, I think Andrean hits on a point here. It's like, what are they waiting for? You, you mm -hmm. Pablo, you know, you pointed out that there is this quote-unquote limbo, right? That, you know, his visa, though he got off on a quote-unquote technicality, was avoided due process. But you pointed to something rather interesting, that he wasn't, he was afforded due process. The lawyers could not come into the room until the visa was canceled. There is no point in waiting this extra at 7.40 instead of 8.30 because they would have just been sitting in a room waiting. Novak had made it clear that he needed his attorneys to come in. And during a immigration interview, lawyers are not in the room. You know, when you're at the airport, if I were to go to Australia and I don't have a visa, I don't get to call my lawyer. This is not TV. This is not law and order. I go yeah, into that room by myself. And... I I cannot get legal if I'm, I'm if I'm misunderstanding. You know, you can correct me at any point. Um, they really can't come in until an, a direct action had been taken, right? Which was uh, this is this is visa. yes, this is absolutely right, and it's not been something that has been picked up and reported on too widely. I think, effectively, when you're detained by the border force, you haven't been permitted to enter the country. So you're not afforded the full rights of somebody who's able to, you know, free movement, etc., within their territory. They are determining whether they will let you in. And it's only after they would cancel your visa that you can then start a legal process to challenge that. You can't have people sitting in the room advising you whilst they're asking you questions. And I, I think if you've ever been detained by border forces in any country or whatever or questioned, they don't um afford you the opportunity to invite people in to help you along and they explained to they explained to novak uh they said look the sooner we make a decision the better for you because that means you can talk to your lawyer sooner if we don't cancel your visa then you're out of here and you go to your hotel if we do cancel your visa then you can get straight on the phone to them and start the process because you said you won't accept it and okay you'll go through the courts and what have you but they can't advise you until we make a decision and so, i think yes go so ahead, ultimately what's happening if i'm understanding it correctly the judge who decided to not rescind the visa did so because they said he because he asked for that extra little bit of time for people to wake up and be available to him and they said yes and then they said no basically there's no point in doing that let's move forward to make it legal for you to even be able to do that 
the but judge leaves that day, secondary part of your statement off though. Right. Yeah. But that's what happened. So that is exactly what happened. So he the, got the, off on a technicality that really wasn't. Uh, he, he got off on uh, most of administrative law, which this falls under, is process. And have you followed the correct process? They didn't. The issue of whether his visa is valid is absolutely irrelevant because the judge rules you didn't treat him fairly. He wasn't afforded due process. Therefore, it was wrong to cancel his visa. I have a if, question right there. Okay. Oh, so let me just, yeah, go ahead. If, if he wasn't afforded due process, which is what the judge is saying, and that's why the judge ultimately decided to not cancel the visa, right? So how how would it have been different if he would have been afforded that due process if the process wasn't able to start until it was initially canceled? How does well, that work? I think, I think okay. the judge, the technicality part is the 30 minutes, right? They wanted to give him the time that he was promised. That's the process piece. I think we're complicating it by saying that no one could have actually helped him. But what the judge came down on was that you just needed to give him that extra time, which you had promised him. Right. Okay. That's but that, but that, 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 that extra time was to consult his attorneys. But which it, it he wasn't allowed he, to do if it that's wasn't fine. already canceled. Uh, but okay. that's fine. Right. I think but, we're all, yes, we're all hitting on the same point, which is, and, and I'll come to this because it's important because people were, I think, misreporting the judges. Mm -hmm leaning at the early part of the hearing uh, uh, practically speaking he even if he's if they had waited until 8 30 allowed him to call tennis australia and his lawyers given them another hour or two to knock it backwards and forwards there and then can't still cancel his visa he would have had very difficult pathway to challenge that because he because they would have allowed him the time that they gave him yeah. And they would still have made their decision if they literally had have waited another 48 minutes or whatever it was, let him make the calls and and then made the same decision. They would have been in their full rights. It's because they offered him the time and then they took it away. Now, it's true in that the extra time they offered him, he couldn't have done anything else because. All the paperwork that he had, he had submitted. There wasn't, for example, there weren't a separate set of lab tests confirming yeah. his PCR. There wasn't a second PCR within, you know, 12 hours or 24 hours to affirm the first PCR test. Um, he didn't, um, he literally handed them over most of the papers he'd had from Tennis Australia. So they couldn't supplement his basis for having a medical exemption. Nobody could add any more. Now, the judge said early on in the hearing, what more could this guy, what more could he have done? And people interpret that as the judge saying they were really unkind on him and pushing him. But that is absolutely, and the judge was actually doing this, I think, as judges do, to tease out a response from his counsel to see whether they would give ground. And they didn't. They know what the judge was, was playing at. Because the judges, by the judge saying, what more could he do? The judge is accepting there was no more he could do. So this extra mm -hmm. 48 minutes he he was granted, it wouldn't have made any difference. But it was misinterpreted. I saw a lot on Twitter that people were saying, no, he's leaning towards Djokovic, blah, blah, blah. And the reason this is important is because the judge's order is the direct opposite of that comment. Because the judge's order is he should have been given the extra time. It may have made a difference. So we, this is I, I make this point because we need to be careful in case he appears in court again later on.
There is another point. To... I... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Can I just say something on 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 the court yeah. case because because I because um when the hearing was announced for the tenth. Uh, the immigration minister asked for the hearing to be postponed for another two days to allow lawyers, attorneys for the for the minister, to prepare their case because they hadn't seen, or or didn't know they didn't have a, a run at it before. Really, the eighth or the ninth of January, and this um, request was declined by the court because the court court wanted to deal with it expeditiously. Now. Christopher Tran, who represents the government, was supposed to make his submission um, as the on behalf of the respondent, the minister, in the afternoon. They broke for lunch. They had a longer lunch than was um, expected. When they came back, there was literally a session for about 60 seconds. And this session looked like a typical session where the judge says, do you need some extra time? And Christopher Tran responded, yes, Your Honour, I do need some extra time. And it, when I saw that, and then the, the hearing was paused, was adjourned, when I saw that, I knew that there had been discussions during the lunch, and the judge had effectively said, I'm going to rule on behalf of Djokovic. So do you want to go through this in the afternoon, or what's going to happen? And the government conceded at that point, and they came back, to the court about 10, 20 minutes later, and the judge read out an order that he had had drafted up an agreement. Um, and the government did not contest that order. And Tran says at the end of the session, of course, I'm going to, as a matter of courtesy, I'm going to tell you that another minister is considering cancelling his visa. And the judge said, well, you know, if they do that, they need to come back to this court very quickly, etc., etc." So I understood from that, that when Tran had communicated back to the immigration minister or, or the government effectively that, that the judge was leaning towards ruling for Djokovic. They had begun the process then of seeing how they could remove him through an alternative means. And that's why the government put up no resistance in the afternoon in the court case, because they had set in motion processes to remove him through another means or possibly the same means. You know what? I think and that's lovely. That's a lovely thought. I don't actually think Djokovic is going to experience. I agree with you for this at all. I agree with you. I think. I think that. I think that everyone understands that something dubious happened, but their willingness to to take a deep dive and and maybe take more time, I just don't think there's going to be any bandwidth for it. I really don't. I think they everybody wants to wash their hands clean clean of this and just move on. But if that's the case. We still are waiting. We don't know. We, we, we can make all sorts of conjectures, but we can't. But what we can talk about, though, are the elements of what you've outlined, Pablo, that strikes us as a little bit sketchy. So let's let's take a deep dive into that. What okay. struck you as, as the, the sketchiest moments in this timeline? <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, uh, Wait, let's just let's start with Janina. Let's start with Hold Janina. on. I just want to add something um, that I find it sort of interesting. Um, with the alleged 40-something minutes, whatever that is, which is the mere technicality, that had they wait, Novak still cannot do anything because part of the rules of being in the interview process, your devices are taken away because the judge had to instruct them. Even when Nolo was in the hotel, even after he was afforded to contact his lawyers and whatever, he still didn't have his phone. Yep. 
So I don't know what was gonna what was he gonna do and send up a bad signal. And the other crazy thing is that tennis Australia knew exactly where Nole was. There was no confusion where he was and what was happening. So because everyone on Twitter knew what was going on. So well, I think I think that's a little bit of the process that um Pablo has identified, which is that maybe while while it may not have realistically changed the outcome, the perception that you mm-hmm. gave him the time is part of the fairness narrative, right? Exactly. It's due process. Absolutely. Regardless of what you're going to do. I don't have access to a lawyer, but I'm giving you the time to twiddle your thumbs, even if you don't, you know what I mean? I think that Uh, it felt a little Uh, bit overreach. And I think uh, I agree. And and just to get it precisely, it is the fact they offered him the extra time and then they took it away. They took it back. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's a little bit, it, it just makes your case that much harder. Because I think ultimately you're right. Maybe there were things that could have been asked about Djokovic, but you've now you've done muddy the water. But but we can muddy the water as fans because we're okay. not lawyers. So let's get absolutely into okay. Have- let's go. So I, Janine, think I, I okay, Janina, you want to say something? Yes. Well, <laughs> I can preface it all by saying it sounds like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Listen, you don't get to say. If you're going to try to pull a fast one, pull it properly. Don't wait until you're going to try to pull a fast one that your timeline doesn't even match up because it doesn't work here. It doesn't work here at all. And if protocol were followed, he'd be on his way home. There's no Mm -hmm. if, ands, or buts about it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like he's being so arrogant as to say, this is who I am and I deserve to be here no matter what. And he's in court sharing all of this stuff that just doesn't add up. You don't get to say, I've been at home and everybody knows you're not at home. You haven't even applied for the exemption in time. You haven't even finished your quarantine in time to do anything else, but yet you're out here gallivanting all around the freaking world. Like we're not, I I understand from a pure, I'm a Novak fan perspective. You want your dude there. You want to see him play. I'm sure that tennis Australia wants him there. However, this shit just does not add up. You can't make it add up. There's no even tweaking things a little bit to make it add up. It just doesn't work. So the from where I sit, if they let him stay and play, which I believe they will, tennis, not, not even just tennis Australia, Australia as a whole, they look like dipshits because they didn't follow their own protocols. And there's no way around saying that they did. No matter what they say, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. The timeline doesn't add up. I, I completely agree. I think if we can dive into that timeline, a one aspect of it. But I just want to say one thing about the court case that's also, I think, interesting. When the judge made it clear when they came back after the the lunch that he was going to issue an order and they were going to need to agree it and Djokovic's lawyers asked for some extra time and the judge said no way I've entertained you enough I'm going to read out my order now and you're going to agree with it and Djokovic's lawyers said okay they they didn't want 
the judge to rule the way he ruled. And I'll explain why. They knew during the lunch that the government was going to try another means in which to remove him. What, what Djokovic's lawyers wanted to achieve was, one, you didn't follow due process, you, so he was abused, and that's one ground for giving him back his visa. The ground they really wanted to try and succeed on was that he had a valid medical exemption. Because if he had a valid medical exemption and they could stand that up in court and the judge would agree with them, it would be very difficult. It'd be next to impossible to remove him for any other basis. And they yeah. weren't happy. Isn't it almost I mean, like the judge just pussied that. out, though? Yeah. The judge yeah, just totally pussied out. Yeah. The judge knew damn well he didn't have a proper medical exemption. But instead of being the quote-unquote bad guy, he says, you should have given him that extra time. So I'm going to get rid of this on that technicality. I'm going to leave. The judge, I feel like, is saying, I'm going to leave it on the shoulders of the act the government or whoever it is whoever's hands it is in right now to say you gotta go i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on their shoulders to be the bad guy i feel because, like that's what happened because the here. judge did question when trans said you know like we are probably the minister deserve the right to put you out um the judge did ask if they're still gonna even go forward with this action and i mean i know Pablo. i know mm -hmm. you think the yep. judge is being impartial on this whatever but, you know, he reeks of bias and whatever, you know what I mean? And and that's fine, right? But, you know, w what I want to see, you know, as Janina points out, you know, Australia looks like dipshit. My issue is that you're looking like dipshit for the biggest anti-vaxxer in all of sports. Well, probably Absolutely. second, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you people have put it all on the line. For this dude? I mean, I, I just want to, because... You know, whatever, you know, the people can say whatever. We hate no day. Go right ahead. You know, I don't give two shits. But, you know, facts are facts, right? This is just, this is more than a pattern of behavior with no day. What I find is the Trumpian, um, you know, squaring away and trying to pretend like what we're seeing. This is who no day is. This is, this, this boy is, I think he came in knowing full well that, he didn't even have proper documentation, but it didn't. He didn't need that because Nole played all of the right arrogant string. Because it seems as though Nole has been allowed passes all over the world to go through anyway without showing any real reason why he shouldn't, um, why he should even be coming into any country. And we noted this when the pandemic started that tennis players are moving all over the world freely, and no one seems to be questioning them and whatever. And Nola said even before a vaccine was a thing, I'm not taking any kind of vaccine. I'm not but doing we, it. We have to, like, what to add to what you're saying, Reels, this is Australia. Um, one of the places that has had the most rigorous mm -hmm. rules yeah. throughout the pandemic. Well, clearly not. <clears throat> but they have. No, they have. But, In but this instance, no. But they have had the most rigorous rules regarding who can move where with their own citizens from the beginning? And now, like you're saying, you're going to throw it out for this guy? But here's the if thing. If this here's were Mexico, thing. who says, come whenever you want, you don't need a test, you don't need shit. You but, don't need to be vaccinated. But no, I'm we wouldn't be a surprise. Shit. Well, I am. I am questioning this whole shit with Australia being this tough on COVID and whatever, because you didn't even ban an eye. This boy just, okay. 
the mere discomfort of being in this quote-unquote hotel. No, they literally put on an international, um, I made an international incident of this situation, right? He dared the Australian government to not only try to cancel my visa, because here's the thing. They canceled the visa and, and all of this whole due process and all of this time and exemption. Nine out of 10 times, anybody has actually 10 out of 10 times, they're already in a freaking plane before their lawyer filed any paperwork. Right? I, and, I, yeah, it I, wasn't, I, and here's the thing. No one was confused. One, everyone know who Novak was. Everybody know Novak is an anti-vaxxer. And, and all of this ambiguity as to how he can come in and how he can medical exemption is just really, really insane to me. Because if Australia is this tough and all this shit, all of this shit should have been very clear. What I find is really crazy is that he's consulting Tennis Australia, who is a tennis organization, the Victorian government, which is a local constabulary. And we're not, it seems as though people are getting the information from the federal government, who is in charge of the border, last, which I think is really absurd. That Listen, my me, uh, uh, Okay, I can I just say something? Say it, say it, Pablo. Uh, okay. That the judge found grounds to undo the visa cancellation, I think we should applaud because it's rare that that the government loses an immigration court. And I think anything that stands up for the rights of whoever uh, is a good thing. That it is possible to challenge authority and to but to win. But, but this isn't the case. And, and that, this, yes, that yes, yeah. Okay. Now, so so that that's performative. Okay. Yeah. Where where where. Uh, and of course, Tennis Australia turned their back on uh, Varacheva as yeah. soon as they kicked out. They could have said to her, "No, look, you can appeal, and we'll help you appeal." But they didn't. They ran a mile. They dumped her, and she and was she deported. refused to stay in the hotel, and she just said, "Exactly." Tennis Australia okay. took Nole from the hotel straight to Radleva Radleva yeah. Arena. Yeah. Okay. They took him straight I, there for photo op. So I, I I think one of the things that 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 is concerning many people and all of us i know is the veracity of these pcr tests that were submitted and their rather convenient timing and everything now if we go to, if we go to specific points in the timeline and just ask one or two questions and see where that takes us and the one i would sorry um andrine you were going to say something before i go on to that no, no, I just, I think, listen, I think one of the things that's real, I, one of the reasons why I ask you to do the timeline up front is because I think what's happening here belies anything that we can establish in the timeline, because it has nothing to do with the timeline. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with sort of the performance that Nole was supposed to put him front of everyone to generate a sense of fairness about why he was here. That's what I think is really interesting yep. to me. It's like, yes, the PCR test, what date, all of those things. When we dig into it, we're going to find out that it was probably flawed, that the results were probably very strange. Because first and foremost, he didn't follow any of the rules. He didn't follow any of the rules for taking a test and waiting it out and getting a positive result and waiting it out. None of those from things. His were done. Country, from his from own his country. From his own country. Exactly. Okay. So, so, you know, and so yet again, and the crazy. But let okay, me just say, but, let me just yeah. say so what it so for me i think what's disappointing about this is it's so strange because it's kind of like when someone says follow the science and <laughs> you realize that people are not actually following the science they're following all these other optics and all these other elements 
that belies exactly what you force other people to do, right? Which is what did tennis tennis Australia clearly was a little bit in the bag for Nole. They definitely wanted to facilitate a process for him to get into the country, right? They fed him as much information as they possibly could. And even with that assisting hand, Nole still disregarded and cared nothing about the rest, the risk that they took for him. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Thing. That's funny. In front of that's them. The funny in part. front of like, them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Andreen, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said follow the science. And let's just do that for a moment and see where it takes us. Okay. Go to the 16th of, uh, let's go to the 14th of December. The document that ATAGI released was not a new document on the 14th of December. It was an update. And it and you have to be on top of Victoria or the federal COVID regulations in Australia to notice that that document was changed, was, was edited or, or updated. And the only thing that really changed in the document was they made a distinction between a prior COVID test, which is more than six months old, a prior COVID res positive result, which is more than six months old, and a more recent one in the last six months. And a more recent one in the last six months may generate a medical exemption from you if you'd suffered a major acute medical illness. That's their wording. That is exactly what Novak latched on to. It is what he said in his affidavit to the court. It is what Tennis Australia used, but it was all a misreading of that document. He didn't have a major medical illness following his infection of COVID. Okay, can I just finish this point? Because let us now come to the 16th of December when he apparently has a, a PCR test and it proves positive. My question here is, why did he have a PCR test done. Right. Because was he symptomatic or but supposedly, did he know that he came in contact with someone positive? The result didn't generate any change in his behavior. You know, uh, right. a normal okay, person, you know, a yeah. normal person says, I'm showing symptoms. I, I think I've been in contact with somebody. I'm gonna go take a test. And then you perform what you're supposed to perform when you take a test, right? You isolate, you wait until you get your result, and all those Precisely. Things you, you only yeah. <laughs> yeah, you only take a PCR test when you are symptomatic. No. I mean no, no. most most no, most no, most countries but, but insist you, you, you take a rapid antigen, a rat, a rapid antigen, or a, a lateral flow test first. If you are asymptomatic, you take, let's just, well, okay, let's look at the science. If you're mm -hmm. asymptomatic, you take a rat or you, you take a, a, a lateral antigen flow test. If that then says that you are actually positive, you, you may go on to take a PCR test. I have to disagree you, with that, Pablo, because. Hang on. If you are, if you are symptomatic, there's no point taking the rapid antigen test because it's useless to you. You need to take a PCR test. And my point is, if he took a PCR test, it was because he was symptomatic. And if he was symptomatic, he knew he probably had COVID. If it's if this is a genuine test. I think so I, I don't think that's how it works. That's not that's not how it works here. I yeah. just I want to I want to be fair. That's not how it works here. Honestly, 
if you have been in contact with someone here um, in the patients that, you know, I'm involved with, if you have been in contact with someone who is positive, whether you be symptomatic or asymptomatic, we're going to recommend that you take a PCR test because it is the most sensitive and accurate test. You are far more likely to get a false negative from a rapid test than you are a PCR test. So here, I mean, I can't speak for what the rest of the world is doing, but we in my office would give a PCR test in that situation. I don't think it's so much strange that he took the PCR test, whether it be because he was symptomatic or he was in contact or just getting ready to travel. I think all of those things are acceptable. What screams crazy to me is that several days later, he took another the one, next day. He got a negative test because Oh, but the we next know, thing you went to see, yeah. But we know that when you have tested positive for COVID, we, I have patients call me all the time saying, mm-hmm. my employer won't let me go back to work without a negative test. And everybody says, that's insane. Because the truth is, you can test positive for 90 days mm-hmm. with zero symptoms after you've been sick as all hell. You can still test positive. Now, just because you're testing positive doesn't mean you're out spreading it across the world, you know, 50 days later, 60 days later. So to me, in what I see every single day and do at my job, it is insane to me that he would test negative that soon after having a positive test with a PCR test. Now, if he came out and said, I took a PCR test and I was positive, and then I took a rapid test and I was negative, Okay, great. Why? Mm -hmm. Because rapid tests are not as sensitive to the virus, which is exactly why we see a lot of sick people test too early with a rapid test and get a negative result. Well, this is the thing. And so the suspicion is, clearly the suspicion is that Djokovic took a test to get the negative result. The first to get the Well, he didn't take a test. They generated a test. Or generated generated a false false, um, positive. Therefore, giving him the license to tell Tennis Australia that, hello, I was just positive. I don't have to take, I don't have to take the, um, a vaccine for until May. And then immediately knowing that he did not have COVID, went back and generated another test a few days later. The question is, which one is real, right? The question is, was the first one real? I don't even think the, any the of them need to be real. Because I, don't well, I would be willing to bet my but, house but, it's not the negative uh PCR <laughs> test after see, a real positive result. No, no. I think if if I if I any think everyone is given I think people are you know, I think the reporters who were caught on a hot mic have the true measure of Nole better than I think anyone is in the public is willing to discuss Nole. This well, is I Nole's think anyone is willing to discuss on camera. They clearly on camera. The, and, and they clearly listen, nothing but I'm, I mean I mean in general on Twitter, talk, right? it's, it's just sort of yeah. said. Yeah. This is Nole's modus operandi. And we you can go as far back as you want. Nole is someone who is going to burn your house down and watch it burn. <laughs> He's going to literally come and watch your house burn and don't care everything. And I mean, like you can go as far back as 2008. 2008 Australian Open final when he was when he was losing to, to um, Sangha in the first set and some. He complained about Sangha's family. And said Sangha's family is harassing his family. No, we, we I mean, 
we got we got we got so much receipt of how bullshit that is. We have more than we, we had a whole newspaper article yesterday, um yesterday or today, depending on where you are. And this is everything he's ever touched. This is twice, right? If we are to take Nole at his word, right, that these tests are real, right? Do they defy the science, as we say, if we're following the science? Nole has twice exposed his own countrymen that they swear to God he's the next Jesus to this deadly disease and don't give two fucks about it. All we hear about the Adria tour where he's going all around the Balkan region is about how Chilich got it, Chilich's wife, his wife. And, but no one has ever calculated the mm -hmm. cost or the result of the people they interacted with. What Nole Father did was blame Gregor. It's Gregor who brought it here. But even yeah. if Gregor bought it here, let's put that in the bag and say, okay, all right, we give you. Gregor fucked up, right? You people took it to the nightclub. That won't Gregor. Yo, that was a planned event. And there again, the government is alone. All those people they hung around with, all the parents, the grandmothers, they took pictures, the children, they took it back to their parents. No one said what was, and we know around that time, the spike of COVID went up in Serbia. I'm not saying the Adriato did this, but I'm saying the Adriato contributed to that. Everyone, as a result, the journalists said, oh, no, it was human. He was trying a new thing. The government was the one who was forcing him. He was under pressure. But you know this here. This is not the government. This is Nole. Nole literally led his government almost start an international incident. In fact, they're threatening to start an international incident. His people were in the street causing riot. In the street. And no one is holding Nole accountable. Again, he started the PPPI, whatever that shit is. Um, he first, before he started it, he blamed Roger and no and um and Rafa and said, you know, they don't call, they don't want to do anything, whatever. And Rafa said, Boo, I got my phone right here. I don't see no text message. You never called me. You're saying that we don't call you. You don't as far our understanding was different. He has nothing to say. Again, he watched it burn. And when he got kicked out of the US Open after starting the photo op, did he give a shit about these people? This is who Nole is every single time. Nole, his family don't apologize for anything. And this is what I'm talking about. So this difference that Nole don't understand the process and whatever, my, my guess allegedly, let me just say for legal reason, Nole didn't give a fuck about what the Australian Open was doing. He came here with one thing in mind. He wants to win a 10 Australian, 10 Australian Open title. Sure, you know, that, that's he, basically what he did was just show up at the border and be like, I dare you people to send me back. Home. No, 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 no. I, I don't think it's as, as bold as that. I, I yeah, he's a flamethrower and always has been. And say the, but, but hang on, hang on. No, let, let's go back to what, what Andrine asked, which is take this period from the 14th of December to the 30th of December. He, he was tramping all over the damn world. Precisely. And no he one wasn't, was confused about this. He, 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 he took a P if we accept what he says, he took a PCR test on the 16th. He got his result on the 16th. He then went spreading it around wherever he went on the 17th, the 18th, the 22nd, the 25th, the 30th, whatever. His brother said in the press conference when asked yesterday, did he get his result on this? Did he know that he had tested positive on the 16th? His brother said, yes, and all the papers are legal. Firstly, why would you add that comment? All the papers are legal. It's bizarre to say to say that because no one asked you whether they were legal or they were fake. But he said, "Remember," and he said, "Yes." And all the papers are in the public, and they're all legal. So he 
as Andrine pointed out, he didn't observe quarantine as was required in Serbia, but he did he did get results after the 14th of December when that wording changed on the ATAGI document. And he slotted himself in there. And all of these coincidences where he suddenly gets COVID on the 16th, recovers on the 22nd, is able then to submit documents after the closing date to get a medical exemption, it stinks to high heaven. It really does. But here's the thing. He gets away with it. Nothing is going to happen. And can I add? I mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell you how sloppy your shit is. When Twitter detected... Let him finish the point and then come back to it. Can I just add one point on top of this, which really, really pisses me off. And this goes to the heart of who he is as an individual and people like him. He has been a proud anti-vaxxer since the pandemic started mm-hmm. he has stood on his principle that he will not get he will not be forced to have a vac- vaccination and uh, and and he stood by that because that principle interferes with his financial and egotistical yeah. objectives he goes round the back of everybody to see how he can game the system but they let him game it like i let him game the system letting you know what i'm the funny thing is i know i know there's a part and real people say it but i know there's a part of people that are really i'm not upset with nole because you know what nole has declared himself from the beginning if you allow nole to declare that he does not believe in vaccines does not believe even in covid really and can and and then you allow him to circumvent your own systems then that's on you that's on yeah. you because you have decided shame on you yeah it's shame on you like if like what does they say hate the game not the player the reverse of right. that is what's happening here is like you have to hold yourself accountable tennis australia wanted nole there yep. they gave him as much information as possible so that he could create a path they didn't tell him exactly what to do but they li- they lined the path for him they highlighted the passages they're they relevant passages here are the passages here's what you're going to need to do do you that's what they said to him, do you. And then what did he do? He did himself. And guess what? He's going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. The only time, and he has not, he's rarely suffered consequences. And I think what's enraging to everyone is that we know so many people who mm-hmm. bypass the rules and get away with it. And what's ironic to me though, I'll be honest, this is why I, I, I chuckle, is that this has been the accusation about the top echelon of tennis for years. Yep. All the people who, who hated Fidel and accused Fidel of manipulating, all of those people are suddenly demanding that that system perform that way for Nole. So what is cracking me up is the ultimate irony here, which is that you all chose him as your avatar because mm-hmm. he was above all that. And now you are turning around and asking for that same system to reward him because, quote unquote, he deserves it. I do not believe that I need to watch Novak Djokovic win another slam and suffer the consequences of a potential COVID positive test just to watch a man hit a ball. I love right. it. I, love tennis. I think it's great, but it's not worth it. Everyone has lost their perspective. Everyone has lost their perspective. There are people out on the streets for this man. And I was like, in, without masks either. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, I looked at that and I was like, "You're perfect." Right. I, I mean, I mean, this is the part I don't understand. This, this is it's the no light insurrection. So but here's the thing: me. it's just like yeah. what I find yeah. so crazy. After all of the shit, Australia has put its own people. There are people who were in stuck in London, Australians who couldn't get into their own country, who have been bankrupt because they're trying to stay in hotels. They can't who, work who, in who England. Couldn't see, England who couldn't, who couldn't see dying? But they couldn't even who, go. Couldn't see dying. To family. see dying. I mean, this is family. what we're talking about. Okay, but we're but not talking about, about denying no late. We have to challenge the system, though. This is not Nole. If people have to demand, and I think ultimately that's what happened to Nole. I honestly think that if Nole had not posted on social and did a little dance and a little jig, I think he would have come in and there would have been some questions like, oh, why is Nole here? I know he's not got the vaccine. And we could have gone with the will they, won't they, right? Because that's all meant to be anonymous. That's all meant to be hidden. No one's supposed to ask you about that. But I think it's the jaunt, right? And I think the people are the ones that press the country and challenge Nole's entry into the country. I think it's people that did that. I really did. I don't think any of the top officials really thought very much about it. I think they were willing to create a path for his entry into the country quietly. But I think he did a dance. I I, I, I completely agree with that. And I I want to, to put this mm-hmm. out. I know we're not conspiracy theorists here, but... <laughs> What's your conspiracy, Pablo? Okay. He let me give you a hypothetical situation where he arranges these these COVID PCR tests to give him the results that he needs. And he assumes that because it's medical information, it will be kept private. Nobody will know why he got an exemption. And that's why he didn't say a medical exemption on his Instagram post on the I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And he thought because he's brazen and bold and highly egotistical and hubristic, that he would waltz through immigration with this paperwork. And he would not have to answer questions. He would be able to decline answering questions about how he got his exemption permission. And he wouldn't have to answer questions about why he was cavorting around Belgrade on the 16th, 17th, 18th. 22nd, 25th, and whatever. Who knows when, when you can't because, one day. Exactly. <laughs> because because, because, nobody, because nobody would know. It was a medical exemption. And I think he intentionally left that word out. And even, even the language of an exemption permission is lifted from the regulations. It's not, it's, that is not typical English, uh, especially if English is not your first language. You just say, I got an exemption. You wouldn't say, I got an exemption permission. That's legalese. And I think he thought no one is going to find out how I got this exemption because it's medical uh-huh. business and it's private. I'll do what the fuck I like, basically. I don't know where he got that. I mean, like I knew he think he was going to get away with it, which he did. But I don't know where he think no one was going to stop and ask him because he's Novak Djokovic, idiot. You have been anti-vax before there was even a vaccine. But I agree. I think so he thought that he had... I, I think he probably did think, think that he had something in his back pocket that was going to protect him because it was supposedly medical. I think that is a very uh, um, good possibility. Well, okay, no. we are we are almost at time. Okay, um, can I have... I have two questions. I, 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 what are your two questions, Pablo? Okay. Do you think he's going to be deported? No. That's the first one. No. Vote. Reels? Everyone vote. 
No, I, no, I think he will. I, I think he. I think he'll be deported. Wow, Ooh. wonderful! And and, and then let me but, let me tell you let something. Ask, on a, on a, on a, wait, on a wait, lighter, ask your second. Ask your second okay. question, and then come back around. Okay. On a lighter note, is Novak an honorary black man? Why? Hell! Oh, no. oh yeah, because because, doing because he's Ali been thing. he's Muhammad Ali, he's Martin Luther King, he's Kunta Kinti, he's who 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 said this? Look, you see, we only we only That's here for hours. I wouldn't even dignify that with an answer, Pablo. Okay, look, please, please. I, I, no, please. I, I make it. I'm a, trying it to be a No, 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 no. I I'm trying to make a serious point here. You see, all the people who are coming out and calling him Muhammad Ali or Martin Luther King. It's it's his rabbit. And you, I don't want to see that. Nobody blacked that. Nobody blacked that. Nobody blacked that. Because first and foremost, this is the thing. You know what would have made him Muhammad Ali? If when he got to the detention hotel, he struck up conversations with everyone. And upon his first attempt at being questioned in the media, he completely reframes it and says, you know what? I've only been here 20 minutes. That's a that's that's a blink compared to the people who've been here for eight, nine, nine years. years. Exactly. Amen. He would have stayed, stayed in you, the hotel. You yes, and then you would have taken a statement and then you would have taken your moment and shone a light on them, and then you would have challenged the government to release those people or to bring them in front of a judge as he was quickly able to have to. That is a Muhammad. And give them the due process that yeah, we can I, I think it's about taking consequences. What if he, he lost hmm. things? You have to lose things. That's I'm, why I don't. That, that's that's right? why I don't think it's a. That's why I don't think it's a Muhammad Ali moment because Muhammad Ali would have stayed away and stuck but to his also, principles, like he stayed away from it's Vietnam. Not about you. It's not about you. This is the sure. point about any of this. This is what I'm thinking about, even with PP, the 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 PC, whatever the hell it is. PA, Every yeah. single one of those people are in it to advance their own things, right? Sam was about escaping Russia and bypassing Russian rules about the vaccine. That's what he went on a run. John isn't. All of these young men are not about advancing a greater good. It is mm -hmm. about creating a situation for their own ease, their own flexibility. He's or, 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 you know, yes, like, exactly. Oh, you're damaging my commerce. But, but yeah, this is what I mean. Like, it's not even their commerce, it's just their ego. Here? But where's the greater good? So this is why I don't think this move. I mean, what I think, I thought Novak had a really good moment. Listen, I was thinking about it from a PR perspective. I was like, you got trapped up in here. Things didn't work out. You go in there and you extend that humanity that you say you have. You don't ask you for a personal fucking you. chef. You, you know, know what, what I mean? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, can I have a chef? Can I have like you didn't, you didn't even ask a special thing? You wanted you say, a whole chef to show up there. You say, what you about all these other people who have been here for nine years? Who what about food? the people who don't that have the resources? Have... That would have been a shining moment that's for Novak. I'll but he even get your lawyers. I'll get your lawyers to not only talk to them, but at the very bare minimum request what they wanted to eat tonight i am paying for everybody to eat but a proper meal that's the performance of that's the performance of greatness that you want to do the greatness comes from you sublimating yourself and putting other people ahead of you so you know what if you sacrifice your chase to 21 that is greatness because you looked around and said, you know what? This is more than about me getting another trophy. Yep. Like those are the kinds of things I want to be hearing. This is not about any of that. Like 
And so I, let's just forget that sort of narrative of like on a pedestal, oh, Jesus, that none of those things are happening. I, I do think though, that the country wants this to go away. And I think that if the, I mean, they can't avoid it now, right? What are you going to do? If he, if you let him stay, they're going to talk about it. If you let him leave, they're, they're going to talk, talk about, about it. it. So I think they're kind of stuck with you. We're going to hear about this place. for the rest of the year, oh my whether God. we like it or not. Can I tell you, this is the part, can I just, a whisper y'all, this is the Trumpian part of this for me, is mm. that, do you know, you remember how during his era, you just, every day you woke up and you're like, what is the news today? And it wasn't about whatever was going on. It wasn't about the tennis or stuff. This is on the pandemic. We are literally talking about the pandemic, something serious. Yeah, like I can't deal with this. It's like the air in the room is being sucked up by this one guy's desire to not get the, the jab, which is entirely his right to do. But then deal with the consequences of choosing yep. not to get the jab. That's what it means to stand in your principle. If you say, I do not want this, but then you don't try to circumvent. Like you say, I don't want this and you suffer the consequences. I mean, hello, that's what Colin Kaepernick had to do. Nobody says that's what he should have had to do, but that's what it means. When you stand in your principle, then the world has to shape around you, but you don't go around and go, well, I'm standing in my principle, but let me slide through this back door. I mean, that's just not how it works. Right. It doesn't work that way. It does not so, work that way. And everyone is oppressing I mean, and everyone is oppressing me. Meanwhile, all of your colleagues are standing there looking at you like, sir, we're doing the bare minimum. And again, but you see, this is, this, oh, I can't take it. Right, but Too but much. this is this is the part that I find that you know, like this is why he can't sell any of this, is who he is. Because every mm-hmm. moment when you think Nola has the easy layup, he chooses himself and just be arrogant and this whole family affair. That man has literally admitted on camera to putting his people at risk of COVID twice. And he don't even believe in the vaccine. He believes in his own power. That's just how arrogant he is. He thinks COVID can't kill him or do him anything. Listen, right? he it's also believes that he can hit a tennis ball through telekinesis. He, so that's what we're dealing with, okay? But he, but, but this is the thing. He that's believes in his one. own ability to avoid, to, to heal from COVID, that he doesn't care if he gives it to others. And they can't. Maybe we should just give him a piece special, of bread. Right? But this is the crazy though. part, right? He what thinks he's special. No one else is like him. Okay. Yeah. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. We I'll tell you my. Go for it, Janina. I'll tell Start you my here. final thought. Pablo, yeah. you go first. Sorry. All right. We started I, with I, Janina, but that's fine. No, let's go. No, please. Let's go with Janina. I want to hear her speak. Okay. I mean, I don't have a Pre- lot. Preach. I, I, I can't even preach on it because it's bullshit. And I think that Novak has shown us who he is, a selfish motherfucking bastard. I think he will absolutely get away with this. He will play the Australian Open. Motherfucker will probably win. And because he pulled this shit, we're going to have to hear about it for the rest of the fucking year. And God only knows how long. And I mean, the Australian Open hasn't even started yet. And I'm over it. I'm over it. I really hope they send him home, but I don't think it's happening. Pablo? I go back to what I said just a moment ago. It's the fact that you can have principles and stand by them. And I think that's utterly admirable, even if I disagree with them. 
when you seek to game the system because your principles are just damn inconvenient for you, that it makes me sick to my stomach. And this is what I think he has done here. I see tonight that, that the German uh, digital sleuths have started to look at the timestamps, the digital timestamps on the documents that he submitted, and they're starting to raise questions about when uh, they were actually created. I, I would never like to see him be brought down by fakery and fraud, but if that's what it is, then so be it. Look, no one, no one did this but Nole, right? I didn't do this for Nole. Mm -hmm. Nole did this for himself. So if he comes down by his own actions, I am agreed. I am all right. We have to, you know, we don't live in consequences free world. You know, actions have consequences and repercussions. Um, I'm gonna let Andrine have the have the last word, but I just want to say, you know, I don't, I, you know, we only have an hour and some, you know, but I just want to point out that you know that this shit, you know, that Noli has done here, the tone. It's like once you have allowed this this thing to come into the room, you can't get rid of it, right? This is the first major, and this is our new normal in the sense that we are clearly not because of motherfucker like Nole. We can't get rid of COVID, right? COVID is, a, and it keeps changing and mutating and whatever. This is a new normal. Whether we have to continue getting more vaccine to sort of avoid massive illness, this is something we have to deal with. And the sports world, particularly tennis, hasn't reckoned with this situation. And, and, it, and whereas last year you saw the, the Grand Slams rally around to drag Naomi, dra rally around to punish Serena, and here we'll have this dude, this white dude, the worst of the worst, to get away with this shit. And they've said a mum, not a mumbling word. And this is just typical when people talk about the unfairness of tennis and this situation. And not just even tennis, not even just the Grand Slam and ITF and whatever the case may be. Because we have enough evidence to show that Nole actions were nefarious, were dodgy, and he should at the very least face some sort of punishment. He shouldn't be allowed to waltz into Tennis Australia and to Melbourne and play when his colleagues who, you know, have those issues. I'm sure not all of them. I know John Isner had to probably been sedated to take that vaccine. But, you know, here he is. Uh, maybe he wasn't. Maybe we need to check other people's vaccine. But, you know, I just want to add that, you know, what I find is interesting is that the same media that didn't even spare two seconds to drag, you know, the black females are mumbling and, and obfuscating when it comes to writing about the situation. When tennis, when Twitter, you know, detectives have already seen the bullshit. Even the rest of the world who don't even follow tennis know no less bullshit. So I'm just saying a lot of, it's not what I'm seeing being said, it's what that being said that I find so awfully interesting. You know, and that's my last word. Andreen? Can I, can I just say something before Andreen wraps up? Just a tiny little bit, because that I touches something that it's, it isn't just this no-lay incident. It's many things that's been happening in tennis and sport and politics. And and it's it's the loss of trust in institutions and in people in positions of authority. Um, and it, what has happened in the last four or five years has showed us how vulnerable we are to people dismantling the goodness that is in institutions and in people who serve for the public good. Well, I'm Pablo, I find that, you know, oof, I don't want to say this way, but, you know, 
I find your 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 beliefs in that those institutions somewhat idealistic because there are tons of people in this world, tons of people who know those institutions, the same institution, mm-hmm. were never noble, were never trustworthy, and were never they were not there for everyone. So you know they these for us, for many of us, these institutions are just showing who they really are, in essence, because they quickly fold. They so quickly fold for some for knowledge, just for knowledge. In, in this case, just knowledge. And I don't well, think he yeah. would. Well, I mean, listen, I think at the end of the day, I I do, I agree with all of you that I think the challenge for me with this situation is what does this allow us to have to deal with as fans? I'll think about it just from a fan perspective is that you've created, the, and I think Howard Bryant said it best, all of the slams could have decided on a vaccination policy. And stuck to it because the slams exist within societies, right? Within a city, within whatever the city code is, there's no reason why the slam couldn't adhere to it. But the reality is that they had to make a decision about their pocketbooks, right? That's what they were deciding. They thought that having Nole present was going to give them eyeballs for advertisers and it was going to get them some asses in the seat. The funny part is we know better. (laughs) I know. I mean, that's the irony of it. We totally know better. But that was a that was a, that was that was the deal that they were willing to make, and I think for me, I think there's no lesson here for Nole. There's only positives for him, because mm-hmm. it's like just because look at what happened. Like this is when you thought of you know just four years ago, y'all, when we when people opened the door and said let's let's make a deal with this dude, nothing's gonna change us. It's not gonna change how we do business. We knew that that changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so the moment you allow this to happen. What it means is that other people feel completely justified in circumventing. And why wouldn't they? And why shouldn't they really? Right? Like that's really at the end of the day what this is. And, and create tons of gen- international yeah, incidents. Your, yeah, and well generate said, your Andrew. fan base and let them well go out said. on the street and do all of that. That's all that this is. And and believe me, this is why even though we started the podcast with the facts, we know the facts don't matter. Mm-hmm. I know the facts don't matter, right? And that's what this time period has taught us. Facts do not matter when you are trafficking in like nationalistic sentiment, hero worship, mm-hmm. all of the things that is Jingoism bullshit right now. There's a it lot is the of Jewish, insurrection. It is it, right. It is a little bit of that what's happening. And I think what's interesting for me is I'm curious to see who comes after this guy, who comes next, right? Because Nola's only here for what? I mean, God forbid he's here for a long time, but I mean, why wouldn't he just shuffle this through to the political space where he's ultimately headed? But it's just, it's really interesting to watch what happens here. And I think that this is why they are, everyone is trapped. Everyone is trapped because of all the symbolism around Nole, number one player, Mm -hmm. Eastern Bloc country, all of these other biases that are and prejudices that people think exist which he's fully exploiting, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that that's really, that's why I think everyone is kind of trapped here. They're not going to be able to send him home because the first thing is people are going to say, you're trying to stop this man from achieving greatness and blah, 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 even though he's participating in all of that. So to me, I think welcome to Trumpian tennis in the full sense of the word, right? Which is facts don't matter. None of that matters. We're we here. Are. 
we are we are what did i say what did i say what do we always we say are yeah. that tennis is a microcosm of the society it's exactly sadly. right i mean look at look we, at the protest in the street a fake protest for a fake event i mean that's yeah. what it was it was a, a completely <laughs> manufactured event i would i mean somebody should have just no, that wasn't the protest that was the right they were attacking cars they were they were mad i mean listen listen what was the date we should remember it like we remember january 6th what was it for tennis though what date was it for tennis they were literally. I'm not trying to remember the name, Dream. No, literally yeah. in the street, begging, begging for the well, savior of their guy. But I so think listen, that uh, savior Nole. Th actually, that should that's going to be the theme, y'all. <laughs> I, I I I agree with you. I think we are with him. Huge we're, we're we're in an era of post truth, where yeah, completely. the facts Doesn't facts matter. don't matter. It is it is the narrative that you can drive through. And the forces that you can align. I think he to, takes it to a new level, to though, because I think we've been there. We, we've been there when we're no, looking we've at some before, incidents. Before, we've been there before, but not this way. But not this way. Not, not like right. this. this way. Not this has this, this has global art. consequences, whether exactly. we want to admit that or not. But because I think this is no longer personal, right? Because it's no longer right. internal within tennis. It speaks. To, no, we, but we're dealing with a pandemic. Extrapolated. But do you see what he's done? He's extrapolated that whole "I am a victim." Yes. mentality i can't do anything everyone's against me and he's now pushed it out into this space where the entire world really is against him but it's not really the case we just want you to follow whatever mandates are there but he's completely shifted that narrative in that really powerful way where now he's like he's a victim of society which has always been his own personal narrative i'm the victim of the federal era i'm the victim of this i'm but and now you see it's what like France really says, right? <laughs> France is always fucking up everything. France said, you can come, even though Macron said that unvaccinated people will live in, in hell. Listen, listen, listen. If they think that Nole is going to put some asses in seats, and this is why the painting things about safety versus money was such a bad dichotomy in the first place, but that's where we are. So let's enjoy it, tennis. This is welcome to the new era of tennis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where yeah. All right. That's a good place to stop. Real. Take us out. Yes, people. We have come to another exciting episode. We want to just thank our guest Pablo for being with us and bringing my, us. You know, the, my pleasure. You know, we appreciate it. Pablo, now it's time to go off and sleep. I know vampires oh. don't usually sleep this early, but you know, I wish <laughs> not for you to be. You know, and Andrine can enjoy her five thirty. You know afternoon she can still That's see sunlight right. over there thank you thank you <laughs> meanwhile janine and i oh, oh hello got a real phone who got a real that's, phone? Yeah. That's, that's, that's novak he disagrees with us <laughs> anyway actually no 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 it's, it's, sorry, that, hang on. You know. it's it's not novak it's his father <laughs> oh, i'm not even going to get into parenting yeah we can't know do what, that. well that with that with that this this meeting is now adjourned okay <laughs> Thank you, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good and, night. And we will be back. I will be back more often, Janina. Yes. Good night, everyone. <laughs> oh, boy. Bye bye.